It's one of the exciting things to see God at work through simple obedience, step-by-step growing into opportunities that we would never orchestrate for ourselves, and then seeing the amazing things that God brings about. Hello and welcome to this week's First Person, where today Ron Harris will give us a report of what's going on internationally with Christian Broadcasting. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we'll begin our conversation with Ron in just a moment. Before we start, though, I want to invite you to visit us online at firstpersoninterview.com. There you'll find more about today's guest and topic, as well as the schedule of what's coming up in the weeks ahead. And the audio archive is there of all past programs. So join us online today at firstpersoninterview.com. Well, today in Nashville, Tennessee, the annual National Religious Broadcasters Convention kicks off with thousands of Christian communicators gathered from around the world. I'll be among them once again this year and look forward to the interaction. With the NRB in mind, I thought we would take this week's program and give you a glimpse of a few of the things going on internationally within Christian broadcasting. And someone who knows that very well is Ron Harris of Media Alliance International. Ron networks with ministries around the world for the purpose of mentoring, encouraging, and training broadcasters in their own countries. So I asked Ron to join us today to help us understand what's going on. Wayne, it's exciting to see what doors God opens up. Um, As a young man, even in recent years, I don't imagine I thought I'd go to India, but I've been there six times now, (laughs) and it's amazing to me that God is opening doors of opportunity. Of course, India is, I guess, the second most populous country in the world, 1.2 billion people. And the evangelical uh, population is about 2.3%. And I think that's if you include just about everybody of that type. So there is a dramatic need for the gospel in India. Hmm. And we have been working with Christian broadcasters there over several years now. This latest time was to help solidify what to me is very exciting, an association of Christian broadcasters coming together to have one voice with government, with regulators, and with the general public about who Christ is. Um, they're much like associations like our national religious broadcasters. Uh, there will be people of slightly different denominational bents, but the centrality of the gospel is what is critical and what is important for the people of India. And so this association, which, by the way, Wayne, will be uh, launching in literally just a couple of weeks, Hmm. uh, has been a three-year project of encouragement and discussions. And one of the more exciting things is that there are Christian members of the Indian parliament who are also uh, involved and encouraging and supporting this effort. In fact, one of the parliamentarians told us at a meeting recently, he said, this association is not just a nice thing to do. It (laughs) must be done for the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ in India. Yeah, there's an urgency to it. I I get that. And they get that. That's, That's really thrilling, Ron. Well, we'll talk more about some of the places you've been and what an encouragement you are. Those are my words uh, to broadcasters around the world, Ron. But let me ask you, where did this this all start for you? First of all, how long have you been in Christian broadcasting? And didn't it start in television instead of radio? 
Well, I actually started in radio. Wow, Wayne, it's been 48 years now. Oh, man, (laughs) you've eclipsed me. (laughs) You know, I I say that the equipment I began on is in a a museum someplace, probably in storage because nobody even cares about (laughs) it anymore. You mean you had radio in those days? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I started back then many, many years ago. And uh, But I tell you, it even goes back further than that. When I was a young man, three things more than likely impacted me uh, dramatically in this direction. One was a love for God. Godly parents, a great pastor in church, instilled in me not only a love for God, but a desire to know Jesus as my Savior. So at a very early age, I came to Christ. Second of all, my father had a a shop that repaired radios, and then when television came in, television. So from the late 40s into the 60s, that's what he did. I was surrounded by radio and television (laughs) constantly. And so it was a great influence in my life. Um, I can tell you what a 5AU6 tube is, (laughs) if there are any such in the world anymore. Yeah, I I remember going down to the drugstore to test those television tubes that had gone bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. The other interesting thing that God placed in my life was as a young boy, 10, 12 years old, I was with a well-known singing group, and we toured Europe. Uh, And we spent weeks and weeks and weeks in another culture, uh, surrounded by people that spoke another language, uh, interacting with even other young people. And I think God used that to kind of tweak me in the direction of a world beyond our own horizon. Mm -hmm. Uh, More recently, uh, 20 years ago, KCBI uh, has been a part of my life. I spent 15 years there. And that was really, Wayne, my introduction into Christian broadcasting. Okay. Most of my other work was uh, with secular stations or with church media. Let me just explain and, that KCBI is one of the principal Christian radio stations in Dallas, Texas. Uh, one of the great stations, and I was blessed to be able to be a part of that for those years. We worked in Russia for a while, Cuba as well, and we were doing humanitarian work. But in my mind, I thought, you know, if our KCBI listeners listen and appreciate and benefit from Christian radio, they would get it if we talked about helping Christian broadcasters in another part of the world. And so we sought out a way to encourage or strengthen the work of Christian broadcasters somewhere else in the world. And with help from HCJB Global, one of the great international broadcasters, uh, we located a ministry in Indonesia. And the head of the ministry was actually a church planter, but he was starting radio stations in villages and on islands in order to get the gospel out and through that to start churches. So we came alongside to help, and in one morning we were attempting to raise the money and the support so that we could uh, start a Christian radio station. It ended up the people were so excited we had enough funds to start about three radio stations (laughs) by the time the morning was over. And that really set the tone for me. One of the stations where we went to dedicate it was on an island called Rote, R-O-T-E. It's closer to Australia than it is to Jakarta or other parts of Indonesia. 100,000 people, and when the Christian station went on the air – it was the only radio station on the whole island. Wow. And so it had an immediate audience. After about a year, they started announcing that they were going to have a listener meeting and inviting the people to come to this listener meeting, that's all they said it was, to the soccer stadium. Well, that was actually just an open field near the port city where the station was located. 
Well, out of 100,000 people on the island, 9,000 people showed up for the listener meeting. Well, the listener meeting was just an opportunity to preach Christ. And before that meeting was over, 800 people had given their heart and lives to Jesus. And I saw that and I said, okay, this may be unusual, but what power, what amazing power that God has in these tools that he's given us to spread his word, whether it's Indonesia or here in the U.S. It's interesting to look back and see how God prepared you, how he equipped you, how he planted the seed, even long before you knew how it would sprout and how it would grow, it was there. You know, it's one of the things where you just do what God puts before you to do without giving a lot of thought to the magnitude of it. And in fact, I think sometimes it's in the ordinary steps that we take that God leads us into extraordinary things. And I believe this is what it was. I I didn't set out to say, oh, I want to have a worldwide impact. It was just, well, here's the next thing to do. Well, here's what seems logical. Well, here's what we can offer. And God takes those things, our obedience to him, and, and it's part of his plan, and it's a magnificent plan. And we just stand back and look at it and go, wow. God was up to something, and he's let us be a part of it. Well, just to complete that career track, after leaving KCBI, again, God and his sovereignty put you at the National Religious Broadcasters. And by the way, you and I are both at the convention, the annual convention, as this program is being heard. But God put you there for a number of years in an international capacity. And then after that, of course, he led you to start Media Alliance International. Now, what is the goal of Media Alliance International, Ron? Well, it's uh, something that really came out of our years with National Religious Broadcasters. And a lot of the, probably the most uh, uh, obvious thing that we do is training. Uh, We get with other Christian broadcasters in other parts, other regions of the world, and we offer training. We basically sit down with them and say, tell us what you need. And then we find Christian professional broadcasters who can come and be on our staff. And Wayne, one of the early ones, you had the uh, privilege of being with us, and we had the privilege of having you, uh, to teach Christian broadcasting to folks in Eastern Europe, in the Balkans area. We've done that a couple of times in the Balkans, now in India, and I think there are many other opportunities. Uh, The one that we did in India, we taught radio, television, internet, social media, and management, and had about 35 different workshops and seminars over a three-day period to help bring along Christian broadcasters so that they can be more effective in their culture, their world, uh, based on the experiences that we have had. We also just connect them. Many times it's uh, taking a Christian ministry in an area that no one knows about, they don't know about the ministry, and vouching for them with our U.S. broadcasters to say, these are great people, they love the Lord deeply, they are connected with the local church, their theology is sound, you ought to come alongside and help them with programming or other ways. So we just make the connection point. Uh, there's a couple of areas that are a little more nebulous, and that is in mentoring and encouraging. But I, I got to tell you, Wayne, that's probably the most exciting part of what I do, is that I get to sit down with these broadcasters in another part of the world who often feel very alone, uh, out on a limb by themselves. They're in countries where the evangelical population is 2% or less and sometimes far less. They're doing media work as an evangelical. Nobody understands that. They feel so alone. 
and to just come alongside them and say, hey, you're doing a great job. Let me encourage you. Let me pray with you. What's going on in your life, in your world, in your ministry? I've had several say, "Uh, Ron, this is great. In fact, uh, I was in India. I sat down with the head of a major television ministry, and uh, the lady that heads it up, very capable. She said, I know strong Christians. I know great media people. They're rarely the same people. Hmm. And so to just to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you about media matters from a Christian perspective, she said, this has made my day. We'll continue our conversation today with my friend Ron Harris of Media Alliance International coming up in a moment. Next week, our guest will be Ken Turner, who has a heart for troubled teenagers. We desperately need the church to get involved and engage with fatherless youth and broken families and provide the type of mentoring that needs to take place to sustain and build the foundation and guide these young people. You'll learn more and hear amazing stories of life change through mentoring as we talk with Ken Turner next time on First Person. My guest on First Person today is Dr. Ron Harris, who has an organization called Media Alliance International, and we'll put a link to that on our program's website. You'll learn about that at the end of today's program. Ron, a few moments ago, you were talking about encouraging and mentoring those around the world involved in Christian broadcasting, and I have had the opportunity of traveling with you and others in a few places around the world, and I find that it's it's not a matter of um, of someone being untrained. It's it's someone who has skills but just needs the mentoring and the encouragement and the pathway to put those skills together with ministry. That often is the case. Haven't you found that to be true? Exactly, Wayne. And so often I tell our instructors when we go to places, I say, usually what happens outside the classroom, in the hallways, at lunch, at dinner— visiting with these from other countries. Usually that is more important than even the great teaching that might go on within that classroom setting. And so it's that mentoring, the fellowship, the encouragement. It's one of the things, Wayne, that thankfully you and I get to enjoy and others get to enjoy here in the U.S. through NRB conferences and conventions like we're attending now or having other Christian broadcasters close by. But those in other countries don't have that privilege. And so Many times it's that encouragement and the mentoring that keeps them doing what God has called them to do. You know, I've often said um, I don't plant uh, radio stations in other countries. Uh, That's just not what God has called me to do. But what he has done is God has called out of their own culture into their own world people who are dedicated, who love the Lord, have a desire and knowledge and skills in broadcasting and other media uh, areas and tools. He's called them out. They know the culture. They know the language. All I have to do is come along and say, what can we do to help you? Yeah. We've developed some rich relationships, haven't we, through these contacts and through this encouragement. Uh, You mentioned India in your most recent trip, and uh, you mentioned the Balkans Conference. What are some other locations where you've seen uh, God just do some marvelous things through these conferences and, and your ministry, Ron? One of the things that uh, that I have watched uh, over these recent years has been the work in Eastern Europe. Albania is a country that we don't hear an awful lot about. It has been usually listed as one of the poorest countries in all of Europe. Um, it also was the most closed country during the communist days. Literally, the country was ringed by barbed wire. Um, <laughs> 
When you go there, you see cement bunkers where the citizen could come and shoot the Americans if they invaded their land. I mean, it's it's hard to really fathom the mentality that went on during those communist years. They were the only officially atheistic country in the world. And in the 90s, when the wall came down and communism crumbled, um, Albania opened up. And God has placed there several Christian broadcasters who are doing a phenomenal job. Uh, one of those is in Tirana, but they also serve other areas. And, and Wayne, for somewhat security purposes, I won't mention the country where they have also been working, but they had a heart to reach out to one of the neighboring areas that is 97% Muslim. Wow. And put a Christian radio station in the capital city of this country. And so we assisted them in doing that. And uh, we came alongside and had the privilege of being there to dedicate this station. And uh, I I must tell you, within six months, they had to shut it down and pull it out, even by stealth of night because Mm. of the threats, not only the, the threats, but actual physical abuse that some of the staff had received. So they had to pull it out, and then they're feeding a signal back in. It's not what they want, but it's what they can do. Well, let me tell you what happened in the midst of that. Because of the boldness of the people who head up this ministry, they went to the most popular secular television station in that capital city and asked to put Christian programs on their TV station. (laughs) (laughs) You think, what are you doing? (laughs) You've just been kind of run out of the country, so to speak, and now you're going in to ask. Well, as God would have it and as he led them, this Muslim director of the television station said, sure. Um, how about five o'clock in the afternoon? And so <laughs> that, there that's, are pro- that's Peter and Paul boldness right there. That's what that is. <laughs> it, absolutely. It, it is. And so five o'clock in the afternoon, there are Christian programs. I think Dr. Charles Stanley is one of them. Um, I, I don't remember all who were on, but solid teaching, preaching programs on this most popular secular television station in this whole country. Well, after a few weeks, the director uh, of the the radio ministry, the Christian director, went back to visit and to kind of see how things were going. They were very pleased with the response and all of that. And by the way, they only charged them one-fourth what they typically charge for airtime, and they don't know how that happened. (laughs) This Muslim director of the television station said, by the way, do you have any children's programming that teaches the Bible? Oh, boy. (laughs) And the director said, "Uh, we certainly can get some. He said, I'm a Muslim, but I know that if our children get solid Bible teaching, they will be built up morally, and right now they are being destroyed. And so the, the, we're in the process now of pulling together and helping them make connections to, to get Christian children's programs that will teach God's message to the heart of these Muslim children so that they will be built up morally, yes. However, I think many of them will come to know Jesus. Yeah. And that's not quite the end of it. The director also said, and if you have programs for youth, maybe youth music, that also has Bible content, 
I will put that on for free. We must save our children. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, that that only God could open those doors like that. That is remarkable. You know, as you tell these stories, Ron, we often pray for missionaries and need to pray for missionaries, but we also need to pray for those nationals in these countries where God has placed a, a burden on their heart and, and given them something to shoot for, and they're stepping into that uh, that responsibility. Absolutely, Wayne. Uh, so many of them are bold. They do it because God is leading them to do it. They certainly do it. Don't do it because it's easy. They don't do it because it's uh, it gets them acclaim within the country. Uh, they don't do it because it's financially uh, a great thing to do. They do it because God is leading them to reach their people with His message of hope and love and encouragement. And they're doing it to save people from a certain hell without Jesus. And so we do need to pray for them. Uh, They are bold. I remember talking to a man from a former communist country at one of our conferences, and we had a panel of them. And we were seeing, as you and I have seen, Russia beginning to close down and making it harder and harder for Christian broadcasters. And I asked this one man who is extremely well thought of in his country. He has a Christian television ministry. And I said, What happens if it turns? You've seen family members put in jail because of this. What happens if that kind of a mentality comes back to your country? He looked at me (laughs) straight in the eye. He said, that's already settled. We'll do what God calls us to do, no matter what. (laughs) I was so moved, Wayne, by the fact that we don't understand that kind of persecution. These folks have lived under it. And yet, don't shy away from it. They say, in essence, bring it on. God's called us to do this. We will do it. And in spite of whatever might come our way, we're going to be faithful to God. And I said, boy, I hope I've got that kind of resolve as we see things in our country. Yeah, turn more and more difficult to accomplish certain things as evangelical believers. May we have that kind of a boldness. So as you and I know, you travel these places, we gain so much from these who are dedicated to the Lord, but we need to lift them up in prayer. Yep. We bring home a lot more than we leave when we depart, don't we? Yeah, that's incredible, Ron. Thanks for telling these stories. Now, we have just a minute left, but is there a particular verse of Scripture that's, that's driving what you do at this stage of life, Ron? You know, there there is. There's an, uh, a verse as Paul begins uh, one of his letters to Timothy, and he, he talks basically about what he does, and he said it's to further the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to further the promise of life in Christ Jesus. That's what I see God using Media Alliance International for to come alongside dedicated Christian broadcasters who are using the best tools, the latest tools, the most effective tools to reach into their culture, and to say, we're here to help you further the promise of life in Christ Jesus to people who are dying without him. And it's one of the exciting things uh, to see God at work through simple obedience to his call step-by-step growing into opportunities that we would never or could never orchestrate for ourselves, and then seeing the amazing things that God brings about because of that. That's Ron Harris of Media Alliance International, assisting international broadcasters who've been called of God to serve their nations and cultures with the message of the gospel. 
Tax-deductible gifts may be made to Media Alliance International, and you can learn more about it when you follow the links provided at firstpersoninterview.com. I hope you'll take a few moments to follow those links and learn even more about the ministry Ron has to consult and encourage Christian broadcasters all over the world. Go to firstpersoninterview.com. Also at the website, you can go back over any part of today's program you may have missed. Each of these interviews is posted online for listening. And another method of catching each week's program is by subscribing to the First Person Podcast on iTunes. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Next week, our guest will be Ken Turner, whose ministry focuses on young men who are behind bars. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time for First Person. First Person.